Hello and welcome to the MetaPod, the Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around the evolving or... I mean, this will be a little bit of a preview into one of our topics today, but what I consider to be a de-evolving of the meta. Sean, how was your Thanksgiving weekend? It was lovely. I just hung with friends uh, here in uh, the tri-state area, New York, for those of you mm -hmm. who don't know what that means. Uh, yeah, just hung with friends and uh, chilled. It was very relaxing. So nothing, nothing uh, particularly more going on. I am thankful to be back in the podcast this week face to face <laughs> with, well, I guess computer screen to cam camera to camera with you, Yes, I guess is the best way to put it. But my uh, niece, nephew and sister and brother-in-law came in like that family came in for Thanksgiving. They visited. It was awesome. My niece and nephew, 11 months old, they're twins. And by golly, Batman, I... Every time I hang out with them and every time I like look over for them and help my sister and my brother-in-law like take care of them and stuff, I've never been more tired. <laughs> yeah, kids are exhausting. I I was at a friend's place uh, over Thanksgiving. They have a kid that's like, I want to say four or five. And um, I am I, I'm one of those people that like if the kid wants to play or whatever like that, like I, I'm down. I used to be a camp counselor, but boy, howdy. Uh, being somebody who is uh, nearing their 35th birthday, I am. I get tired. I am getting tired, Jake. And I was just like, after a while, I was like, no, I'm watching the Cowboys game. No, no, we're not, not doing yeah, this Yeah, like anymore. I would, I would, my, one of my nephew would be ready for a nap. And so I'd like put him to sleep and I'd lay on the couch and I'd be like, <laughs> like I'd be asleep too with him. It's oh, pretty my. crazy. <laughs> but we got a lot of stuff to talk about today, uh, including some new reveals that have happened both for the Metapod and in the Pokemon trading card game. We'll get back to that later. You may have already got a notion if you follow us on Twitter at Metapod TCG or if you just, I don't know, look at me, you may be able to figure it out on YouTube if you're watching on YouTube. But as always, Sean, we got to go into the five star reviews. Yes, so here we go. We're back on Apple Podcasts this week. Remember, if you love the show, please leave a five-star review or really any star review in general, along with some feedback. Your thoughts on the podcast really helps us out build an engaging and better podcast for the weeks to come. And if you're on YouTube or Spotify, go to the YouTube and leave a nice comment. We read a comment last week. I'd love to do that more often. And I know we have a lot, a lot of viewers from Spotify, so definitely would help out leaving because it pushes us through the algorithm but here we go sean this is from chris rise i don't know how to pronounce this i don't it's all capital letters c-h-r-s-r-y-e-s i don't know i mean it, it could be somebody's name like chris reyes or something like that it like could be that but either way whoever you are thank you so much for leaving this review five stars great for any skill level Jake and Sean's chemistry together truly make a great Pokemon TCG podcast. It's a great way to keep up with the news, set reviews, and theorymon for any skill level. Keep up the great work. I love the word theorymon. Theorymon is great. I mean, there's a lot of... I mean, it, I guess it would apply to Digimon too. But yeah, theorymon is lovely. It's just... Because we do a lot of that. I, I, I especially do a lot of speculating of like, oh, this thing could happen or that thing. And it's like, eh, 
But yeah, like it. when we talk about the set reviews and Sean yeah. is like, oh, you could do Galarian, Cursola, Greed, and VMAX. And I'm like, <laughs> Sean, stop. Just uh, stop it. No, don't do this to me. Anyways, so we'll, we'll talk about that more when it's at the top tables, obviously, because that's coming. I mean, yeah. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. we could sit here and say, oh, Sean called it. Yeah, you know? clearly. <laughs> but you know, Sean, we got to do another five star thing for for anybody who does not know the best below the waist grooming and hygiene company Manscaped is officially supporting the Metapod podcast. Sean, you know of Manscaped. I know Manscaped. If you're on YouTube, you're seeing Sean do the Vanna, Vanna White. Is that her name? Yes. Vanna White was uh, from Wheel of Fortune back in the day for all my gen z people out there i was gonna say jeopardy but wheel of fortune that is a much better show in my opinion but manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your secret rares that you got going on just launched their fourth generation trimmer the lawnmower 4.0 and we kind of got access to that sean manscaped was kind enough mm-hmm. to send us the lawnmower 4.0 and sean along with all the other things in your box we got the performance package 4.0 box with the peak hygiene plan how do you feel about it i mean i i actually i used manscaped before they reached out to us uh i i owned their i want to say their 3.0 version whatever the point oh before the current one and so my guess is that this one now comes with ai and uh automatic you know it's it's equipped for um automatic driving capabilities as well so no i i'm joking it doesn't have any of that please stuff. do not for no. legal reasons please do not <laughs> no. use your lawnmower 4.0 to, <laughs> to drive, drive your, your car. car no but i'm like well i mean these upgrades though they, they must be lovely but i'm also very excited about the weed whacker because as i said before i'm nearly 35 years old and um for any other uh, pokey, pokey friends out there who've been playing since the base set era, uh, you probably are noticing hair in places you didn't notice them before. So uh, the Weed Whacker is great for that. It's great. <laughs> weed Whacker, for anyone who does not know, is like a nose, ear hair, hair trimmer. You may have mm-hmm. seen on Metapod TCG on the Twitter page. You may have saw a picture of me with the Weed Whacker up my nose Mm -hmm. because guess what? I was testing out the products. I'm wearing the shirt that they sent me. I've actually also got on the boxer briefs that they sent us as part of the performance package 4.0. And by God, Sean, this is really comfy. Like I'm really enjoying myself right (laughs) now in these. Yeah. For anyone out there who wanted to know what kind of underwear Jake was wearing, <laughs> we got you I covered mean, here look, on Metapod. I mean, I got to talk about this and I might as well talk about the things that That's I true. like. And by golly, I'm really enjoying these boxer briefs. But there's a lot of stuff, whether you're I know it says manscaped, Sean, but whether you're male, female, non-binary, mm-hmm. they adhere to everybody with their products because you know what? Everybody's got secret rares that they got to clean up. So, and it may seem silly, but you probably don't want the same shaver, especially for you and I, Sean, you, if you've seen us on YouTube or pictures of us, you know, we got that facial hair and you definitely don't want to use the same razor for your secret rares and your face. Cause that's, that's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But if you would like to save some money, especially as we get around to the holiday season, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code Metapod at Manscaped.com. That is M-E-T-A-P. 
P-O-D, Metapod. I had to think in order to spell that. No space. <laughs> no space in there, though. Just that's the no one space, difference. Just one single word, just like the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. But that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code Metapod. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tool for the job with Manscaped. Thank you again to Manscaped for sending us stuff, providing us with this opportunity, especially if you're a Pokemon TCG listener of the different podcasts. You've probably heard of this company before. And in my honest opinion, this is a cool company. My family members also use it. My brother uses it. He's loved it for a while. It's one of the reasons I wanted to jump into this and Sean doing it as well. So, mm-hmm. Sean. We know what we're talking about when it comes to staying healthy, but we also know a little bit when it comes to the Pokemon trading card game standard meta. And Sean, yes. as the podcast that revolves around the evolving meta, we got to look at the Sunday open results because, man, Sean, this last Sunday open was pretty much two decks in the top 10. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually going to count it here. If the, the 10th place is here... There are two decks, Sans one single strike, Urshifu. And that's it. And it's just, it's Mew Genesect and Inteleon Jolteon VMAX. And it's just like, boy, howdy. Uh, I feel like, did we, if you said this to me earlier, so I'm going to steal your line. Did we uh, get transported back to uh, May of 2019? We got. You no, know, Sean. <laughs> Looking at and watching the meta develop through the last couple of weeks, we didn't talk about it much last week. I wanted to see how things kind of played out, especially with the upcoming Sunday Open. You know, the longer that the cards are out and the longer that the cards have been played around, the more the meta is going to develop. And Mew VMAX, I mean, we we said it was good, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're not wrong in the fact that we've said that Mew VMAX is good. But Mew VMAX is too good in my opinion, Sean. Yes. I mean, it's... I'm, like, looking at um, Gassy165. I think this is Vinny, right? Yes. Yes. Well, uh, not, not... No, 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 no. Who, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know who you're talking about. Gassy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I know who this I, is. I'm wondering who they're, what their real name... Anyways, uh, but Gassy, well-known in the community, especially in the Twitterverse of Pokemon, um, active there, um, took two losses today. I'm just looking at, you know, what they played against to see if that had any impact. One per, one one darkness deck, which is Malamar VMAX. I, is this Malamar VMAX? No, 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 no. This is um, Malamar Single Strike. Single strike. Or, I'm sorry, Rapid uh, Strike Malamar. Malamar. This yes. is actually the deck that I have built and I'm shuffling right now. Yes, so the Rapid Strike Malamar, which is, uh, it's not a dark type actually, right? It's psychic type. No, it's a psychic type. So but it I, hits for technically unlimited damage. Yes, which might have been what did him in with the prize trade differential. And then losing um, as well in a mirror match. But outside of that, I'm not even seeing if he played. Like there was one rapid strike that had the the uh, Moltres in it. But other than that, no other dark decks uh, really crossed his path, which um, certainly helps. And I mean, this is another thing that I want to mention with Mew VMAX. Even if you are facing a dark type opponent, Mew pretty much has at least an even matchup with its worst mm-hmm. matchups. And if it's not even, it's like 45, 55, 40, 60. So there's still a high chance, even for your worst matchup, you know, nothing is an auto loss. 
Yeah. Essentially. And that is huge for a deck that can go a million miles an hour, Sean. Yeah. For all the Genesect V's draw power, um, it's just, it's interesting the smattering of stadiums that he's chosen here, which I guess if you're playing Cramomatic, uh, I'm just going to double check to make sure. Yeah, search a deck for a card. If you're playing the Cramomatic here and you need a specific stadium, you can just go get it, right? If you flip heads. So, and don't forget about the Rotom phones as well. Yes. You know, your Rotom phone, put your stadium that you want on the top if that's something that you want to grab. And then Genesec, boom, it. you get the card right there. Would you say that's one of the bigger developments in Mew since the first week that we chatted about it was Rotom Phone? Like I don't I don't remember Rotom Phone being in the initial equation. Cramomatic yeah, Battle the addition, VIP. I think the addition of Rotom Phone really helps, but also that variety of stadiums, like we hmm. mentioned, and a little bit of the other tech cards as well that go along with it. So you look at this list by this is Vinny's list, right? Yes, this is. So Vinny's list has the Vitality Band. The Vitality Band is great to be able to do 220 damage or even like 80 damage or things like that. And to help out with Power Tablet math as well to be able to OCO VMAXs. And then also you're looking at Fan of Waves, you know, mm -hmm. especially in that mirror match when you're using Eliza Sparkle, right? Both sides. Fan of Waves, a huge good card. In my opinion as well, Fan of Waves is just generally a good card in this yeah. format. I mean, look at all the top decks. Mew, Genesect, in my opinion, is BDIF. Second place, which we'll talk a lot about later, is Jolteon. Jolteon plays a lot of those special energies. Then you've got, like, Single Strike, Urshifu, Umbreon, VMAX. Boom. They have the... Single Strike uh, energies. Single Strike energies, yep. you know? And you have all of these decks playing special energies. So Phantom Waves, really good card, in my opinion, and... I mean, the deck just draws so much and you get those VIP passes as well. And the VIP pass really synergizes with Cramomatics as well after your first turn of the game. It's just like the deck is so fast and the deck hits so hard. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's coming back to the whole thing of like, if you lose the coin flip, you just lose mm -hmm. the game. I mean, uh, I hate that that is the situation because there was so much hope you know going into this that like oh there's a variety of decks and but i do remember somebody on twitter also saying like it, it does feel like the winning the coin flip has become pretty um pretty challenging to overcome like if you lose the coin flip um and you're maybe evenly matched and say you each draw relatively the same like nobody's out drawing the other then, like, yeah, whoever wins the coin flip is just going to win, probably. Um, I mean, think about how, you know, turn one, attach, mu, v, maybe you genesect once or twice, right? And yeah. then all of a sudden, you're playing a v, v, max deck. You put down your v, attach whatever to it, all that jazz. And then their turn two, they just go attach, boss, KO your v. And now you're back at, like, square one. Yeah. And you're just infinitely behind in the game. Yeah, and I guess the There's problem... too much riding on that. And the problem is it's like the turn attachment problem, which is, sure, like, you know, you could say, oh, I'll put two MUVs down, but you need to put the MUV down and attach an energy, and if they boss up the one that you attached your only attachment for the turn on, um, it almost starts to feel like you have to use maybe Eliza Sparkle turn 
one going second in order to sort of hedge your bets in the mirror match or hedge your bets in any sort of where you're like, okay, I have energy on two of them here. And, and that way you can pick the one you want to kill, but I'm going to get it back. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to be able to get into a Mew VMAX hopefully on my next turn. Which, but that's like crazy. That's that's. And you have so many switches as well. Like you're playing three switches, at least in Vinny's list as well. Like yeah. You could put a Genesect or a Latias up in front. You've got Storm Mountain. Easily get a Latias. Just throw it right in front there. If you know you're probably not going to use Dyna Barrier in a matchup because although Dyna Barrier is nice, you know, it's not like a surefire way of winning matchups, I mm -hmm. would say. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, it's... I don't know. It, I mean, obviously, this is a good deck. So now that hopefully... I Have prices... Do you think prices have come down on the Mew package? I mean, it's dropped a little bit, but you're still looking at a very expensive deck. Mew VMAX, $40 card. Oh, my God. I feel like that's actually gone up. It's gone up. I mean, it's 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 relatively like... I mean, it, I think it was... I think it was higher than this at the beginning and then it kind of like dropped down and leveled, but it wasn't like a huge drop like what we saw with other decks. Oof, oof, a doofa. Uh, and, and how many Genesects are still $12 cards, much cheaper than Mu VMAX, but you have to play four Genesects as well. So, I mean, right there. Mew VMAX itself is $120. Yeah. And then you have the Mew Vs, which shouldn't be too terribly much let's see how much the good movie still ten dollars so if you got four that's, uh, that's another 40 160 plus another 50 maybe 40 45 dollars for for genesex that's 205 like I, this is one of the few decks i've seen i think we've seen in a long time where the actual cost of the deck goes like it starts creeping back up into that oh this is like a proper expensive deck territory because I think for um, a, a little over a year now, it's felt like between all the different products that Pokemon has released, like you didn't need to spend two or three hundred dollars to build a deck from scratch on, you know, for a new set. You know, you yeah, I mean, especially with Urshifu, VNV Max, right. like those cards are cheap now. Like those are so nice. And I mean, Urshifu uh, Rapid Strike is a little bit, it's like kind of on the decline but it's kind of also on the up client. It's a little bit hard to explain, but I mean, it's, I, I really think that Mew VMAX is just too good right now. It's, it's so good. Like right out of the gate. Yeah. Like this is easily BDIF. Oh yeah. I mean, just going back to the, the, um, the details here, the standings, obviously like you have one, two, three, four, Four in the top 10 of Mew. One, two, three, four. Actually, five in the top 10 of Jolteon. So, but I mean, obviously top two were Mew. And then in terms of metagame, though, it's, I, I would say, in a, uh, a a distinct lead at 13% share versus, you know, the other decks, which are maxing out at like 7 to 8%. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I mean, Jolteon also having a 66% win percentage, like yeah. that's pretty sweet. I mean, half of the decks that play Jolteon are inside the top 10. And I mean, like Jolteon's so good right now as well, but yeah. I don't think Jolteon is like a win. It's not as dominant as View Mew VMAX. I mean, it's pretty good, like being able to bench snipe all of the 
hound hours, being able to bench snipe all of the uh, little sobbles as well, and then consistently do damage to whatever is in the active is just uh, this deck plays one Shauna. I guess so. Okay, this is something interesting to me. Shauna, there's a one of Shauna in this uh, Jolteon deck. Whose deck was this, Sean? Uh, this was the third place deck profile from Joshua Lapointe. Kudos to that. Kudos to Joshua <laughs> for top threeing the Sunday Open with Shauna. That to me is baffling. But I mean, like we saw Cynthia be good right. for such a long time, Sean. Shuffle draw six. I mean, yes, this is one card less. But theoretically, when you have like the Shady Dealings engine, right. you know, you have kind of a lot of outs with uh, Evolution Incense, Level Balls, Scoop Up Nets even, to Scoop Up Net one Shady Dealings to Shady Dealings another, to be able to find like outs to things that you don't draw. So I guess Shauna is not like the worst thing in the world. No, I, I think that you're spot on with the fact that like Cynthia was played in so many formats because you didn't want to have to discard everything and you didn't want to have to send it whatever's in your hand to the bottom, which is what Marnie does. So if, you know, you just want to draw, like shuffle and draw another five. I know that people have also been experimenting with playing Judge because Judge got reprinted. So like mm -hmm. both opponents shuffle, draw four. Um, obviously, Marnie is better for you in terms of seeing the most amount of cards, but Judge allows you the possibility of seeing the card you just shuffled in. Which, like, it's a toss-up. So I think between Judge, Shauna, and Marnie, I think the the spot for your alternate supporter to research now, especially with these Inteleon engines, has started to shift, right? It's not an auto-research Marnie. Like, now people are like, well, actually, with Inteleon, if I have enough outs between, like, level balls for Drizziles, Evo Incense for Inteleons, uh, you know, if there's enough outs in a deck, you're kind of like... Yeah, I'm fine just shuffling up and drawing five. I don't need to discard two Jolteon VMAXs, for instance, because that can happen. You can open I, your... Yeah. I think the problem, though, with Judge right now, at least, and why we're not seeing a lot more Judge and why we're starting to see Shauna instead is because Judge, I feel like, is a late-game card. Mm -hmm. So where, like, you probably want to play Judge when you've solidified your board state instead uh like because you're you're going to four which i mean we saw let loose marshadow sean way back <laughs> turn in one. the day before it was rotated and uh -huh. banned smited out of existence you know that was like played on turn one and you just like your opponent just says well i guess i don't get to play cards and then you proceed to dock them but like <laughs> judge is a little bit different with the first turn supporter rule going away and then also i think the game is just too fast for judge in my opinion it might be I think yeah the game is too fast i think judge is more of a late game card without the first turn supporter rule that you do once you solidify a board state and maybe you know like you snipe over drizzles and uh, sobbles and things like that or bench sitters hound hours whatever even like genesex or whatever well if you're in the mu uh genesec matchup but. i mean i guess jake to to the point then if if judge is maybe not fast enough because it's not as ad advantageous to you as it needs to be. And it's not as disadvantageous to your opponent relative to that. Right. Um, then why it just seems to me that Shauna is also, it's a one of, so like, I don't want to over, over, you know, analyze. I, think, I mean, cause like ideally at Shauna, you want to be able to play it at any time. 
Yeah. Right. I think that's the basis of Shauna. You just want a way to preserve resources, maybe not marrying them into the bottom of the deck, like you said, but a way to preserve something and not just researching like all three of your elemental badges and two yeah. energies and uh Inteleon quick shooting, right? Like in for instance with the Jolteon deck. So like it that gives you that possibility, and five is just better than four. Yeah. I mean Jake, what are your thoughts on... So, like, Jolteon is obviously playing... I haven't played Jolteon. I don't know if you've played mm -hmm. it or have seen a lot of gameplay of it. So, this is, I think, one deck we have never really talked about much on the pod before. This Jolteon also plays two Cheryls, which we know that Cheryl can be super strong because heals all damage from all evolutions, discard all energy. Um... Okay, yeah. So the elemental badge, I'm, I'm pulling it up for those of you who are uh, listening. I'm pulling it up for the YouTube viewers. The elemental badge allows you, the Pokemon V this card is uh, attached to has Vaporeon, Jolteon, or Flareon. Its attack costs one colorless less. So you could effectively have the elemental badge on and Jolteon for a single energy uses attack. So I guess that's what makes this deck <clears throat> particularly strong is that you have access to Cheryl. And maybe that's... Well, yeah, I mean, like, because Urshifu, like I said earlier, is kind of like on the decline, you know, Mu mm -hmm. Max dominating, Mu Max hits for weakness. So you're not seeing a ton more fighting decks. And a lot of people are focusing more in terms of Umbreon and single strike Urshifu. They're focusing more on the uh, the uh, the the the. The Umbreon side, but also mm -hmm. with the single strike Urshifu, you need a lot of energies to power that thing up and to be able to hit because people aren't playing the single strike scroll that allows you to do it for one uh, energy, just attack for one energy. So with Jolteon, again, like I'm saying, you know, I said, like, you got to snipe the Hound Hours, you got to snipe the Drizzles, things like that. So then they can't power up the single strike Urshifus anyways, even if they were in that matchup with you and so especially since gale thrust with rapid striker shifu is just one energy for 150 damage that one shots a jolteon and if that's on the decline that pushes jolteon on the come up and again like if we're in a two-shotting format mainly unless mu v max gets like eight power tablets and a vitality band played in a single turn which definitely happens when you draw 100 million <laughs> cards via genesect you can do that Cheryl play, like you mentioned. You know, Cheryl, if you've got the elemental badge on because nobody's playing Tool Jammer and not enough people are playing Tool Scrapper, that elemental badge is just an easy way to Cheryl attach energy and boom, you have a fresh Jolteon still attacking. And I mean, it's just a good deck. I haven't played it too much myself because I just don't have the Jolteons. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I watch PTCG streams a lot, so I'm seeing... It a lot the jolteon v is nice and kind of easy to get because the jolteon v did come out with that new promo so it dropped the v price and the v price the regular v i think is also a promo i think they're both promos both jolteon v's yeah they're yeah that's a promo so so it's made it nice. It's made it a little bit more affordable. And Jolteon VMAX is still like, I think it said a $13 yeah. market value card. So not like insane. I mean, we're not talking about Mew VMAX, no. but if you're going to invest in either Mew or Jolteon, definitely just go the Jolteon route. I, yeah. I mean, for this format, 
I think that, you know, we are, we're in a mix between a, I think a um, turn one or rock, paper, scissors format. And the point you made Mm -hmm. is that the, the second best deck in format is entirely determined by what, what the rest of the meta plays. Cause you're right. If Urshifu is played a lot, single or rapid strike, doesn't matter. But if Urshifu is played a lot, they are one shotting these Jolteon VMAXs. And I think, like, I want to see if he, um, let's see if he played against much in the way of Urshifu. He did beat a Rapid Strike Urshifu to get to that That's the thing as well. Like, even if you do play Urshifu, you can still win. I mean, especially because of the Inteleon Shady Dealings build. I mean, Mm -hmm. a lot of the game plan, in my opinion, about, like, Shady Dealings matchup is if they can't Shady Dealings, you just usually win the game. Like it's seventy thirty. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, I am I am surprised that he was able to get past uh, both the Urshifus that he played. Obviously, that you know he must be a talented player to do that. Uh, but mm-hmm. I will say, like that seems a little tough to me because of the weakness. You know, the the aspect of weakness, but. I mean, um, the single strike Urshifu, it needs three energies yes, minimum yes. to attack. And if Three you, energies. That's true. And if you only need one energy to attack, potentially multiple turns in a row. So it's like, fine, you killed me. But if you're not knocking me out, I'm just going to Cheryl and you're going to have to do it all over again. So, but yeah, I think that the, yeah, that's the thing. Like Mew VMAX, the reason it's BDIF is because it can go toe to toe with any deck, regardless of weakness, which is unique it's a unique deck in that respect there is no other top one or top two tier deck that is not as worried about weakness and that's why like yeah gengar v max azul did win a tournament with gengar v max we talked about that last week um and but azul Oz- is azul a top <laughs> level player super smart player like yeah he's multiple time like regional champion right i can't play gengar v max and play at the same level as him yeah that's that's fair uh but like you know mew can can beat it but maybe on any given day a dark deck can outpace mew but mm-hmm. outside of that i do think though that if there was a lot more urshifus i do think jolteon would suffer the same way that if there's because there's a bunch of mew urshifu suffers and oh yeah um it is a little bit like you can invest in the Jolteons at a low cost right now and build the deck if you already have the Inteleon lineup. So I say low cost in quotes. If you have yeah. the, if you have all the Inteleon stuff, then yeah, the rest of the deck is relatively cheap. But yeah, otherwise, I will say that I do think that Mew VMAX for a long-term investment, I don't know if buying the cards now makes sense because we are seeing a lot more product coming out from Pokemon. Hopefully Mew VMAX prices begin to drop $40 for each VMAX is I, I want to say that might be the highest we've seen a like main tier card in yeah, almost like, two years. I, yeah. Aside from like a Charizard card, right. like Reshiram I, and Charizard, but I don't even know if the regular Reshiram and Charizard tag team GX was even that much. It, I mean, I think Mewtwo and Mew was like $27. Charizard and uh, Reshiram Tag Team did flirt with $40 back um, right after NAIC. Uh, because like right like when Kiawe's yeah, was still legal. I mean, people, and, were playing, people were playing like towards uh, right. uh, 
the, that deck, the the abilities with Victini, are, that's yes. what it was called. Yeah, and and even before that though, you had um that char that Reshazard with Power Plant that you could play Greenzard. Yeah, you could play Greenzard. You had Kiawe's, you had Volcanian, you had all that stuff. So, uh, but yeah, you know, reminiscing aside, outside of that, and maybe at one point, I want to say before they released the um the promo decks, ADP was up there because. Mm-hmm. ADPs, each one was like 20-some-odd bucks, and then you had the Zacians for 20-some-odd bucks. So the core of that engine was also wildly expensive. Uh, but I don't know. I, and I don't... If Since they haven't announced a League Battle deck for Mew VMAX yet, Jake, I would guess that I would not expect one to be coming within the next four months at least. Yeah, like I don't see us getting one before Brilliant Star comes out. No, no. Uh, especially like before Brilliant Star slash before they start doing regionals. We're not going to get cuz it you know there's a pipeline for these products. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if a Mew VMAX did come out uh, a a promo cuz the one thing we have seen is they did Urshifu, they did ADP, and Urshifu are the main characters in ba- battle styles, right? And Inteleon they did, which is one of the main characters from Sword and Shield base. And they do have a good, they do have a track record of like taking the, the core mons and turning them into league battle decks. So if you are like, I want to play Mew eventually, but it's not a deck you feel comfortable dropping the money on and you're willing to wait six months, maybe in six months there'll be one. Reminder also that Eternatus yeah. was a face of a box, a collection box. And I think, I think Dragapult was as well in Shining Fates. It did. Was it get, a box in Shining Fates? I know it has card, like shiny yeah. cards in it, Shining Fates, but I can't remember if it was part of a box promo yes. or not. Yeah, it had the Shinings were box topper, like box promos. Uh, yeah. The VMAX and so, the V, but only one of them. Maybe it becomes a collection, like Mew, yeah. Mew VMAX becomes a collection box promo. I mean, they already have alternate art, so that's something different. But then let's say Eternatus or Dragapult. Well, Jake, actually, not to transition us into the next topic, if unless you want to talk more about the meta real quick. No, I think I, I just think overall the meta is starting to flow really, really heavily into Mew or Jolteon. Like if yeah. you want to be competitive, just play Mew or Jolteon. And I, I'm not a huge fan of that. No. Um so the transition I was going to make, Jake, my, my segue here was we might be getting, they, they announced even more character rares. And my thought is maybe the Mew is part of the character rares they still have yet to announce, Mew V and V Max. But that would be uh, weird because like, does Mew have a trainer that you ever associate with it? Uh, Professor Oak. They've Oak? usually paired okay. Mew with Professor Oak because in Pokemon Masters, another canon Pokemon game, Ooh. a game that I actually play on mobile. It's a gotcha game for anyone who wants to try it. It's free to play and you can spend money in it. I have never and I never will, but it's fun. Anyways, they have a Mew pair with Professor Oak and like Professor Oak's huh. thing throughout like origins and stuff was like trying to find Mew. Oh, okay. I mean, have the pairings on the current card sort of mirrored what you see in Pokemon Masters and other things? Um, I would say kind of, sort of. So, like, yeah. Flapple and Milo, like, that's a pair that I think I've seen before, but not necessarily in that game specifically. Like, mm-hmm. Claire and Kingdra, that's a 
that's a pair that is very, very canon. Um, who else? N and Zekrom. Yeah. That's another pair that usually happens. Canon. Usually it's interesting with N and Zekrom because like N is paired with like both Reshiram and Zekrom, but sure. very frequently for normal stuff, you'll see um, Zekrom like Morty and Dusknor. If you've played, I think it's uh, Harkle Till Silver because Morty is a Johto gym leader. So obviously Dusknor didn't come until Gen 4. Um, so is Gen 2. But like, yeah, all of these pairs generally make sense. Like they all make sense in my opinion. Well, I mean, yeah, I think that that could be where we see it. And so, Jake, I will let you finish the transition into the next thing. <laughs> well, I will just say that VMAX Climax, for anyone who wants to know, comes out on December 3rd in Japan. Of course, after we talked about a lot of the cards that were already announced, they went ahead and the following week literally unleashed like 12 of them. And uh, let me tell you, Acerola VMAX, I need the card. Uh -huh. I need the Acerola VMAX character rare art. It's the second to bottom row, if you want to look at it, at the very left. Oh, the it's my new profile picture on Discord and Twitter. The little sleeping, comfy Acerola. And by God, yeah, this, I need it. This is, a, this is, I mean, those of you who are, again, probably on Verbank or, or the Twitterverse, you probably saw the art for this card. But if you haven't, uh, YouTube. But yeah, it's Acerola laying on top of a giant Mimikyu, uh, uh, and it's really cute. It's very cute. And do we have is Mimikyu VMAX a card that already exists, or is this the first we're getting of a Mimik a Mimikyu VMAX? Anyways, uh, Mimikyu VMAX is going to be a card that comes out. It's definitely a card that's been announced. Um, okay. I got to pull it up on Pokey Beach. It's not like necessarily super good, I don't think. Um, okay, but it is coming let's see yep 300 hp pokemon uh colorless colorless put four damage counters on your opponent's pokemon in any way you like if you played acerola's premonition in your hand during your turn but 13 damage yeah. counters on instead which is actually kind of a cool move bruh in my opinion but bruh the double colorless the double colorless what? it's coming back that you can play <laughs> on v's and it doesn't reduce the damage because it's damage counters exactly that's the thing but you also have to play acerola's premonition on it but if you want to do psychic psychic max shadow 120 damage discard a random card from your opponent's hand i mean i don't think it's good it might not be a top tier deck but 13 damage counters bruh bruh tech this this is th i mean 16 damage counters was like a godsend in mew and mewtwo the fact that this says 13 for one energy essentially and you have to play a specific supporter whatever who cares don't have to evolve sean we're not talking about the v no but still it's it's i man. all i'm saying second turn of my game if i've got like attachments i would much rather go mu v max eliza sparkle attach instead of mimikyu v max acerola's premonition the double colorless attach yeah, I'd much rather I mean, do UV Max. Sure, from like a gameplay perspective. But like, if you want to play a game where you get to look at something more interesting than your opponent all game. If you want to have fun. <laughs> if you want to have fun, then oh. boom. That's all you got to do. Jake, I think we also, uh, another card that we talked about, or we posted on our Twitter, was this mm -hmm. Crobat V. So Crobat oh. V is now getting 
again, it's best art it's ever had. This is with, I believe the character's name is Silver, to rival in Johto, which does make sense in my personal opinion. I mean, I don't know what I would... You could have gone like Koga or... Um, Janine even, but I like silver on this. It's very spooky because Crobat is kind of a spooky Pokemon, but Crobat V's 800th card that is going to be printed that you can try out. It's going to bring the prices down even more of the regular Crobat V. And I mean, gotta love it. One of the most playable cards in the format. One of the best supporter Pokemon in the format. And I mean, boom. Yeah. Another great art. This is definitely the most superior art if you want to bling out your deck. I will say, though, this is it's very sad that I I have a sneaking suspicion that this will come out post rotation. That This will be our holiday set. And it'll be like, you've given us the, the most wonderful of the Crobats and I can't even play it in standard anymore. Well, according to PokeBeach.com down here, it says the new cards from Japan's VMAX Climax will most likely be part of the International Brilliant Star Set releasing on February 25th. So, again, we don't that's like speculation more, but I don't know. I mean, we could see the Chromad V alternate art come in through Brilliant Star. We might also see it come in a box. True. Of some sort of collection box, you know, trainer's toolkit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, trainer's toolkit 3.0. Get another Crobat V Max. This know. time, alternate art, which yeah. I actually would be pretty happy with, to be yeah. honest, if it came in a toolkit. So those toolkit promos are cheap. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I do wonder what the next one would be because. I'm, I'm, we're getting way off topic here. Jake, any of these other character rares that, that you're like, that will reveal that you're absolutely jazzed about. I mean, I, I just gotta have that Acerola Mimikyu. I mean, That's these it. all That's look it. good. Like, I can open up a booster box of VMAX Climax, right? And if I got any of these character rares, I would be happy. Mm. Whether it's a character rare of the regular, like, non-rule box Pokemon, or just one of the super character rares, which is, like, your uh, Vs and VMAXs. If I got any of those, I would be happy. These just look absolutely phenomenal. I This might be better than Tag All-Stars, in my opinion. Well, yeah, I, I would agree that it's better than Tag All-Stars. And I think I've come to the conclusion that character rare over shiny. Just like straight up, like I, I, I'm serious. Like the think about like if you're actually looking at these cards, the character rare cards are more interesting than just the shiny Pokemon. In my opinion, like I love full art supporters. I love showing off the personalities of the different characters. I love showing and with the Pokemon on top of that, like that's why Dream League is one of my favorite sets of all time because of those character rares and such in that set. So again, phenomenal, phenomenal set. VMAX Climax is going to be a little bit harder to get than Dream League when Dream <laughs> League first came out because one, Pokemon Hype, two, VMAX Climax is going to be a special set in Japan. So like a booster box, I think only gets you 10 packs per yes. box. Yeah. And, and these... it runs the same amount, like a booster box of VMAX Climax and a booster box of a normal Japanese set like Dream League. They're about the same price. So it's going to be tough to get. I don't know. Yeah. I'm... And I feel like if I'm going to try to try to buy the single, I'm going to uh, man. But Sean, which card do you like best? I mean, 
Which one you got to have? The one that I got to have, I I mean, honestly, Pikachu in red. We've talked about it before. Just big old, big old chunk of chew there. It's just so good. Outside of that one, though, the obvious, um, the Sylveon is very nice. The Sylveon is just, I don't know what trainer this is, but I, oh my gosh, it's gorgeous. I believe her name is Valerie. She's a Gen 6 okay. character. Yeah, but I mean, Sylveon, the Sylveon is also lovely. Sylveon has so many good arts now mm. between the alternate art Sylveon and Sylveon VMAX, I want to say there is one. And now the character rare, it's just, oof, a lot of love. And it's just so sad. You have all these amazing arts for a, a fairy Pokemon. But now he's the little psychic symbol just right up there reminding us all that fairy Pokemon are no more. I think also, I think it was Andrew Mahone when he opened his Fusion Strike pre-release kits, the energy packs did uh -huh. not have fairy energy. Yep. They or it had like maybe one fairy energy in it yeah i think they are finally phasing fairy energy out proper so i mean, I mean it's it makes not sense. even a viable it's not even like a no. legal type in standard format <laughs> yeah yeah like because no pokemon uses fairy energy you're actually not allowed to play fairy energy in standard decks right now did you know that i actually didn't know that you couldn't play fairy energy that's actually interesting to note i was gonna try to like you know that Kecleon, Sean? Well, the that's Kecleon the thing. Rapid Strike? Yeah. Kecleon? I was going to try to make it fairy type. That would have been cool. I mean, I, that's the, I, I don't believe you can actually play it because prior to rotation, when you had um, Gardevoir and Sylveon tag team, you could still make the argument. Like, it was still legal to run fairy energy in your deck, but now that no fairy Pokemon are in format, I, I, would, I, don't, I think that they have also... It's, it must be somewhere on the rules page where fairy energy is also now not legal there's um, not even fairy weakness anywhere no. even with the new dragon pokemon so even if it was legal like why would you why would you do it yeah. like there's no, <laughs> there's not really a point oh boy well but sean let's get into the next quick topic that we got there was some discourse in the pokemon tcg online community about shuffling and sean Yes. I personally don't really give two hoots about <laughs> the topic, but you wanted to talk about it, Sean. So lay it on me. What, what, what's been going on? Let's fill in our listeners and myself, actually, because I really don't know much <laughs> about it. Well, I will say, I don't know how much of the discourse on Twitter was trolling slash memeing and how much was, I was serious. Definitely memeing. Yes. I think, I think the majority of people were mostly leaning into the joke. But there were some people who had some strong opinions. Um, and the discussion was around what kind of shuffling you should do, whether it is mash shuffling. So for those of you watching, mash is really that, that overhand. Like when you see Jake or I on, you know, Jake especially on the YouTube, just shuffling his deck. We both are mash shufflers where you sort of accordion style. Waterfall. Yeah, you, I, I like to think of it as an accordion. You like open your the deck up and you just let cards fall between one another the other is um riffle shuffling which is the thing that oh god the thing that uh jake is doing right now where you're like casino style where you're just like bending them and and granted you don't have to bend them that much technically there are ways but like mm -hmm. and uh and then obviously there's pile shuffling but we won't even get into that but the argument was like 
tech, some people were saying technically riffle shuffling is more randomized than mass shuffling. To which I would say once again, there are enough videos on YouTube of scientists saying mass shuffling seven times is perfect randomization. Anything more than that is just how you feel. That's a feeling thing. Um, and it is no different than riffle shuffling. The only reason it would be less or more randomized is the skill of the shuffler, right? If you are riffle shuffling and you are very good at that, right? And you can like properly, you know, stack cards at a high rate, then yes, you'll get a lot of shuffle. But if you're like me and you're a bad riffle shuffler, it's not going to be like, you know, really that change. You're not going to change it to the degree that you probably want to. And it's the same with mass shuffling. There are some people who do mass shuffling and they do this and they just kind of let like half the deck fall to the side and they just go like that. And yeah, that's not going to shuffle your cards. You need to be precise whatever way you do it. So. Yeah, I mean, I will give most of my credit in shuffling my likes. I don't think I'm like the most skilled shuffler out there or anything, but I when the pandemic hit, I got 60 bolt cards, like 60 energies, even if you want to. I put them in sleeves that I wasn't going to use anymore for competition, whether they got like super, super dirty to the point of like it was too much energy to clean them or like, you know, they start uh, they start like folding per mm. se. So you probably wouldn't want to use them in a competition. I just shuffled at my desk with that. And I've gotten really, really good at shuffling, whether that's riffle shuffling or mash waterfall, whatever you want to call it, shuffling. I've just gotten much better and more efficient and more quicker. And now, like all the time, I just shuffle like throughout the podcast. I'm shuffling throughout anything that's not like an official interview. Mm -hmm. I'm shuffling a deck of cards at my desk. And so again like just keep practicing you know shuffle how you want i will say though i did see some discourse about like shuffling other people's decks i would say as a general rule don't riffle shuffle your opponent's deck especially because riffle shuffling kind of accelerates the damage that you do with the card sean was kind of you may have heard sean groan when i first showed the <laughs> riffle shuffling because you are like bending your cards shuffling in general damages your deck sure let's just put that out there but just out of respect to my opponent again we know through like the youtube videos the science that doing the mash waterfall shuffle seven times is perfect randomization and if you're good at it you know, you're not doing just like a clunk of moving one side to the other side. You know, you're actually shuffling. Yeah. And a lot of people will also tell you, hey, please don't riffle shuffle my deck. If somebody says, please don't riffle shuffle my deck, don't respect that. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, if you're really worried about someone stacking, mash seven times, cut. I mean, like, can we can we start to normalize not touching or shuffling other people's decks at all? I mean, I mean, let's be honest, Sean. There's a new variant. Uh, if anybody right. had not seen, there's a new variant of COVID out in other countries. And I assume that it's this is just my opinion. I am not a scientist or health politician or whatever. I assume it's probably in the United States and we just haven't found it yet. <laughs> I mean, I, like knowing Americans. Yes. And, and, and my thought is like if lots of things can be learned from this pandemic in a variety of different aspects of life. But one of them for card games is, hey, you don't need, I'm just going to be, you don't need to touch my deck. Like, to be honest, like, if I want somebody to shuffle or cut or whatever, I'll just tell them, 
hey, can you shuffle some more? Or hey, uh, cut your deck in half. Or hey, cut your deck into thirds and I'll pick which pile goes on top. Like it's what people do in online tournaments. Um, and yeah, especially the Digimon webcam yeah. events that you've been doing on your stream and stuff. Like, I mean, you can't, you're not face to face with them. And so it's kind of trust. So you tell them, and we've seen even in the Japanese regionals, if you've seen it, you know, they're face to face, but they got the glass in between and they just kind of point. Yeah. And they say like, yeah, put it in thirds or like five from the top or whatever. Exactly. All that jazz. Yeah. I think that to me, that is what it should just become the norm. And if you don't want your, you know, opponent to cut, or if you don't need, you say like tap, you just say the word tap just because I will say I've started to get even at Digimon tournaments kind of like, I will let somebody cut my deck because I'm like, I don't want to be rude, but like, there's a point of me that's just like, you could just tell me, just tell me to cut my deck. And, and if you're worried that I'm cutting it to a very specific point, say, cut your deck and three cards, five cards, some, some weird number that they're not going to stack based on that. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just like a lot of other things that happen. I think it's just blown out of proportion and <laughs> we should just move on with our life to more important things like trying to stay safe. And you know what? Even put it, keeping personal hygiene, Sean, and you know a great way to do that. You can use Manscaped code Metapod 20% off your order at manscaped.com. Anyways, Sean, Anything else you want to talk about real quick before we no, head off that's for it. the day? No, Sean's done. Sean's like, I'm out of here with this goofball constantly <laughs> talking about the most random things. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to the Metapod Podcast, Pokemon Podcast that revolves around the evolving meta even when it's de-evolving. Have a great rest of the day. Yeah.